0: والا ترى في الدنيا مثل وتجري من تحتها انهار Assalamu Alaikum, sisters. I hope you are all well. Welcome to day 12 of the Ramadan Reminders by Monday Circle. Okay, so today, inshallah, we are going to go through and reflect upon Ayah 86 of Surah Yusuf, and Surah Yusuf is Surah 12 in the Quran. Um, just before we begin, um, I just want to highlight one point, okay, inshallah. So, the Quran. Um, now, each ayah in the Qur'an um, and each section and portion that we read, it has a context behind it, Okay, a story, um, a particular moment, um, or the ayahs are applied at a specific time. Um, you know, we cannot just take basically the literal English translation of the Qur'an and come up with our own meaning or use these ayah for our own purposes, um, with our own nafs or, you know, quote them. Incorrectly at the wrong time, um, you know we can't just basically understand it how we like. There are specific scenarios and there are specific uh, context behind every part of the Quran. Okay, and we need to study those eyes in order to understand that. Okay, um, it's similar with people, for example, and perspective. Okay, so when we, you know, we all see out of a different lens. We all have a different perspective. Okay. So, for example, when we're discussing something, we're discussing a matter, um, or we're having a debate, or we're just providing knowledge or advice, um, we have to remember that we all speak from a certain lens. Um, and sometimes that's from our personal experience, it might be a historical perspective, um, political economical, medical, it might be a majority view, a minority view, in life when people are talking and they're speaking and, you know, they have a perspective that they're talking from, okay, Um, and, you know, humans, you know, we cannot encompass all knowledge, you know, we're very limited, we're limited human beings, okay, Um, and just to give an example, imagine you had a wall, okay, a big wall, and there was someone shining a torch on that wall, and you had 10 different people standing around that wall. And you asked each of them to describe that wall. Well, the person standing closest to the light will describe it different to the person who's standing on the other end at the darkest point. Um, and that's similar to perspective. But if you put the main light on, then you can all see that whole wall and you can see, you know, the same thing, basically. And... Um, You know, so it's similar to what the Qur'an does. The Qur'an is that main light, basically, okay? It gives light and it gives guidance to all perspectives, okay? It guides, um, you know, all of us. Um, You know, so it's just a point there to remember that when we are, um, when we are, you know listening you know generally if someone's talking we know they're talking from a different perspective you don't just take what somebody says at face value you understand that they're talking from a you know a different perspective um and it's exactly the same with the quran you can't just take an ayah and basically use it where you like um you have to understand that you know there is a context behind it okay now to jump right in into the ayah now inshallah Aoud Billahi Minas Sheikhani Rajim, Bismillahi Rahmani Rahim. All in Neme Ashku Bethi Wahuzani Illahi Wa Alemu Minalahi Mala Ta Alemu. He said, <clears throat> I only complain of my grief and sorrow to Allah, and I know from Allah that which you know not. Okay, so this ayah is in Surah Yusuf, okay, and basically uh, is reacting to, um, so th- th- um, this ayah is uh, the father of Yusuf, Yaqub, alayhi salam and he basically is really, really upset. You know, he's been hurt and let down by his loved ones, the people who are meant to care for him, comfort him and love him. He has been let down by them, okay? And he's having a conversation about Yusuf and they're basically saying, you know what, you're not going to forget him. You're going to remember him till, you know, until you're old and you're weak. And he just says to them, look, I'm only going to complain of, of, of my grief and sorrow to Allah, okay? Um, and I know from Allah what you know not. And he's just like, you know, he ends it there, look, you know, I'm just going to complain to Allah. Now, before we continue um, in reflecting on this ayah, it's important here to note that this ayah doesn't mean we should not complain to um, anybody else or we should not seek counsel from somebody else or get comfort from somebody else, okay? This ayah is in relation to a specific story when he was let down by his loved ones. Um, you know, he was being he had been patient and uh, he was grieving and at this point, this is what he done, okay? There are times... Um, you know um that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa sallam that he sought counsel and advice from um others um just you know two s- examples you know khadijah when she was when he came from the cave um you know um she provided him with comfort with comfort yeah, she provided him with comfort and um there was a point where you know he, um, the companions were not listening to him and you know he you know he said to one of his wives you know they're not listening what should i do um so it doesn't mean that we don't ask others for help or we don't basically um you know ask for guidance or advice okay um in fact we do need people we need our community and we need to show everybody love and help each other for the sake of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala okay so back to the um the ayah so surah yusuf okay there are many themes in surah yusuf and um you know time does not permit to go into all the lessons and um the amazing amazing um you know reflections um but if you get the chance and you haven't actually studied Surah Yusuf then there are there's man, there many there are many series and talks on YouTube um that will go through that and um you know Naman Ali Khan he does he does um, a beautiful piece on Surah Yusuf in fact some of the examples I used today was from that talk um but basically there are many lessons of patience of love jealousy envy family issues in politics um And if anything, you know, this story reminds us that life is a test and Allah will test all of us. Okay, you know, the prophets were tested, you know, the um, people of the past were tested, you know, so we are, of course, going to be tested. Um, And it also shows that all these problems above, um, they're all pretty normal. You know, family problems, um, jealousy, envy, you know, all these things, you know, issues with siblings, with family members, it's all, it's very, very common, okay, and it's something that people shy away from, but it is very normal. Um but really it is about our attitude on how we are gonna deal with these tests and deal with these scenarios that make the difference. Okay. Um, you know, how are we going to act. Um and you know to have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He is the one that will um reward us at the end, you know, knowing that this dunya is temporary okay our worries are temporary our grief is temporary our tests are temporary our pain is temporary and when you know that this dunya is temporary then you know it helps to have contentment um and we know that we're only going to get eternal bliss in jannah okay now that doesn't mean that we're going to be a robot you know we shouldn't have any emotion because of course you know um with trials they are going to affect us and we will have emotion and we will need help and advice and we will need to go back to Allah and turn to him for comfort okay just as they if these trials affected the family of Prophet Yusuf alayhi salam, you know they will affect us okay but we know that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you know he loves those who are patient so patient so we should have sabr and have patience um as much as we can in our trials and our tests and to try and adjust our attitude to have a positive attitude, an attitude of sabr, an attitude of, you know, um, of trying to help yourself and help the situation um, and to not lose hope. Okay, and um, there are many things we can do to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, for example, we know that, you know, doing our fard actions draw us closer to Allah, our sunnah actions. Um, and then, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends to the lowest part of the heaven at tahajjud time, yeah? And um, that is the time to complain to Allah, to talk to Allah, to tell Him about your fears, about your happiness, um, you know, about what you're worried about, what you're thankful for. Okay, and if anybody um, regularly wakes up for Tahajjud, they will they'll understand that feeling and that at that time it's almost like just you and Allah. The world is silent, and you just feel like Allah is there listening to you. Okay. And, um, you know, right now is a really amazing time and opportunity to start waking up for tahajjud and making it a regular thing. In Ramadan, we all end up waking up for tahajjud, And uh, inshallah, to continue that habit, you know, um, after Ramadan as well. Um, and just to remember that any time we fall low and, you know, and we're in any sort of hardship, we should connect to our Lord. Um, and open up that conversation and talk to him and make dua to him. Um, now there's a book called Prayers of the Pious by Omar Suleiman and he basically in this book he has put together some du'as of um, the people, uh, pious predecessors um, and companions and there's one du'a um, that really links to this theme of complaining to Allah basically and I want to read that to you now. It's basically a du'a, a du'a that was narrated by um, a special woman called Habiba. And um, she's not one of the companions, but she's one of the pious predecessors um, And basically, in the night, um, when it came to you know the time of night prayer, she would basically go up to her rooftop and she would call out to Allah with you know powerful words. And one of the du'as that she um, says, I'm going to read it now in English, she says, "O oh Allah, the stars have vanished, the eyes have slept, the kings have locked their doors, and your door remains open." Every lover has found privacy with their beloved. And here I am standing before you. You know, subhanAllah, this du'a really, really hit me. Because it's true, everybody's gone to sleep. Every door is closed. Every lover has found privacy with their beloved. But there you are standing before Allah. You are prioritising your Lord and you are calling out to him. And I just thought that it's so, that was such a beautiful, beautiful du'a. Okay, so inshallah, sisters, I'm going to end it there. Um, I pray that you all have an amazing Ramadan and the rest of your Ramadan goes really well. allahumma wa bihamdika ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. مع الحبيب ان أراه في ابوابها وأمتي